Zoom, and you're on. Thanks, Ivy. Perfect. Well, we are now live on Facebook. We are now live on Zoom. Welcome, everyone. It is week 19 of Shelter in Place with Wine, our famous most fun hour of wine uh, for the industry, most entertaining, something we like to call SIP. This week, our, we are featuring the first of five consecutive spectacular women in wine series. So we're going to lead off with uh, one of our longtime favorites who's actually been with the organization or associated with us since, uh, I, I don't want to date us, but boy, 2010 was the first time we featured a wine from Cindy Costco. And uh, with people that continue to ask how on earth are people getting these wines in advance and what do I need to do to get these wines, you need to go over to the Cellar Angels website and you need to, and I'll take you there right now, I hope. And you need to actually get a SIP kit. So the SIP kit is designed to feature a rotating selection of six wines. And you have this shelter-in-place virtual tasting kit. You can order it today. It will arrive sometime next week or the following week based upon the temperature in your area. As we all know, shipping in the middle of summer is challenging. Mm -hmm. uh, but that will have six consecutive Friday night wines for you to enjoy. And those are the people that actually did uh, order this previously several weeks back, which is why they have the, uh, the bottle of Passaggio Rosso wine that we are going to be featuring. I see Caitlin Greasy. I see Elizabeth Smith, Jim Brubaker, Julie Fogarty. Uh, Michelle Marcella, Nelson Holden, and Stacey Dvorak, welcome to another Friday night event. And I just want to show, I just want to show people uh, where Jeff and Jane Greasy are. They're with the Holdens, and uh, I think they've got the whole system down. Jeff and Jane Greasy have not missed a SIP event in 19 weeks, but this is what their spread looks like this evening. So they are enjoying some lamb, wow, uh, some, some lamb lollipops on a lake a bottle of wine being poured, and we think we know what bottle of wine that is. Uh, this is a spread for four people, from what I am told, that they're going to be continuing to eat for the next eight to ten hours and, and hopefully drink that long as well. Uh, but we can't do this without our loyal customers. We can't do it without great, great winemakers. So it is absolutely an honor, a privilege, a joy for all of us at Cellar Angels to introduce you to Cindy Costco. Oh. And you, young thanks for evening thanks for having me i really appreciate this this is great i love this what are you drinking i'm drinking uh some menage a trois i got it at walgreens it's four dollars <laughs> what what do, you, what do you think i'm drinking I, I'm, I'm drinking your wine you almost may spit out my wine <laughs> <laughs> um i'm having so tonight that's what we're having. All right. Uh, it's currently on the website right now as well. We're going to have a little bit of a special offer for folks later on. So awesome. we are uh, very excited about that. But I met Cindy 10 years ago, honest to goodness, uh, when I think, I don't even know how we met, by the way. I don't know if you actually filled out a thing to be featured. I, I reached uh, out to you, yeah. Okay. Amy McGowan, hello, and I hope you're safe down in Florida. Dan Goderis is someone I think you know who's on Facebook. I don't know Dan at all. No, no, mm -mm. no way. Dan, I think, is probably toggling back and forth between this event and the Cubs home opener, which is happening this evening. Oh, wow. So, so baseball with no fans uh, is finally oh. starting because we know this is 
-hmm. It's a pretty crazy time. And, and so, as I say every single week, just because we have to physically distance doesn't mean we have to socially distance. Right. And, and this gives us an opportunity for Cellar Angels to introduce you to really, really special people that make serious, serious wine without taking ourselves too serious. So, Cindy, many people know, but some people don't, that you actually had a prior career in law enforcement. I did. You were literally in a state about as far away from California as you can possibly get. Yeah. And uh, in Virginia. Yes. And I believe it was, correct me if I'm wrong, 2002 or 2004 when you decided, okay, I've had enough law enforcement and, and I think I'm going to go make wine. 2004. 2004. And, and how did that decision come about and why did it come about? So I, I, uh, I'm, I'm uh, chasing a guy, actually, uh, through the woods. Oh, okay. So you mean like a, a perpetrator, not like a, a potential suitor. <laughs> chasing a guy who had um, stolen a, a motorcycle and he dumped the motorcycle and he took off through the woods. And I'm probably about, let's see, how old was I? Um, 40. And I'm chasing this guy, young kid. And I'm like, I stopped. And I'm like, I, I really think I'm done. <laughs> that was my epiphany. So you're, you're in full, you know, uniform, you've got a vest on, you've got a, a weapon that's holstered and you're running through the woods yeah. chasing a guy yeah, who's probably- Yeah, running through the woods and, you know, branches are hitting me in the face and I'm like, ah, no, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually, I like that story. That one I have not heard. You haven't heard so that? that? Oh. No, so then you went home um, and decided to hang oh. up the badge- and I had to figure out how to do that. I had to figure out how to slowly um, get myself out of that career. I didn't want to uh, stop it, you know, all of a sudden. Right. So and I, uh, and it, thinking about it, what, what, what am I going to do if I quit this career? So, and so I, also hello to Kim Vance, uh, who is also a fellow. Kim. There you go. Another winemaker, another super lady in wine. That we're we're going to be featuring a little bit later on in Thanks August. She makes good Pinot and also the Marcellas. Thank you so much for joining from the Boston area. Um, so how did you determine, you know, and what was that time frame as far as dialing off the, the law career and then deciding, well, I'm going to go to California because that's about as far away from Virginia as possible. Well, I had a friend out here um, who I'd come to visit and, um, I, when I came out here to visit every so often I fell in love, I would could drive up to, uh, wine country and I fell in love with with Sonoma hmm. actually and I thought I would love to live there someday and so when I decided to quit law enforcement I thought oh my gosh what am I going to do so let's just go to California and see if I can get into the wine industry um, oh. I did not know Martin I did not know that I would be I didn't know what part of the wine industry I would be in right I wanted to get in it and, and whatever capacity that was. Well, that's interesting because, I mean, there is some wine areas in Virginia. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, yeah. I know you have a, a strong Italian background. And was it the growing up around wine? Was it uh, just maybe weekend tasting and stuff in Virginia? Was it any of that or all of that? Um, or none of it? Some of that. Okay. So... Um, I grew up in West Virginia, actually. Mm. Um, my grandfather 
uh, on my on the Italian side of the of my family made wine in the basement. The best kind. You know, and I think I think all the Italian guys did that, and they probably still do. I bet and you're right. Absolutely. So I, you know, so I grew up with wine, but I think the hospitality part of the wine of the of that in the family, when you go to someone's house, you you sit at the kitchen table, and all of a sudden, whoop, a bowl of pasta comes out, whoop, a glass of wine, and you're there all day. That's the that's the part that I really loved. That social part. Right. And just the, the sitting down at a table, breaking bread, so to speak, uh, you know, coming in from the shelter for the storm and just relaxing and, and conversing. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how that even a thousand years down the road hasn't gotten old. Right. No, I don't think it ever will. I hope it doesn't. I I, I certainly hope not as well. And it's interesting because for those of you just joining, I'm with Cindy Costco from Passaggio Wines, and I am sitting outside her tasting room. She is somewhere else. I don't really understand why she stood us up, but uh, this is her beautiful, beautiful, and I almost want to say new because it's still, I'm just amazed at the journey that you've been on. It's such a beautiful place, but I want to show people uh, where this is. And this is uh, Jeff and Jane Greasy and Nelson and Liz. Get ready because we're going to go to your favorite part, uh, Google Earth. First, we're going to, as Ooh. I uh, stop by my favorite place. All right. <laughs> uh, but let's go and show you where Cindy's tasting room is. Look what a short journey that is. <laughs> so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up because this literally is right behind me over my shoulder is the tasting room, which is fantastic. But here you have, we are in downtown Sonoma. And you've got the quintessential old school Sonoma Square with a courthouse in the center of town. And that, like you find in a lot of the old romantic towns in the West. And, and Cindy has a spot right off the square, which is unheard of from a standpoint. And you just walk down this little sidewalk. There's a beautiful fountain right here, which is um, I'm probably sitting in, quite honestly, where I am in, in the in the picture, I could be standing in the fountain. It's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. It uh, wouldn't be the first time I've stood in the fountain. Um, yeah, thank you, Denise. Said over the hear those stories. <laughs> yeah, that, this is a this is a PG rated show. We will not know that <laughs> exactly. Uh, but this gives you an idea of if you are in Sonoma and you're near the square, you can walk in and, and taste with Cindy and sit in these beautiful tables outside. And it's a very very quaint, very uh, desirable location and it's kind of when we learned that you had a tasting room on the Sonoma Square we're like at last Cindy has arrived did you feel the same thing did you what was that like um yeah it was very surreal at the time and and I um I, I I've always wanted when I first started making wine I felt that it I should have a tasting room but it took me from 2007 to 2014 to actually get there. Ah, well, so you, and you've had, a, you've had a lot of epiphanies on the way, I would imagine in this journey since 2004. And I remember when you and I first sat down at crush pad uh, in, in 2010, that seems like an eternity ago. You told me that you would never make red wine. I did tell you that. I'm sorry. I told you that. <laughs> That was I a wanted to be all white. I was going to be all white wines uh, at the time. 
when I told you that. Well, and, and I think still, that's and, still and my heart. That's still my heart. Is is the white wines? Yeah. Well, Dan Goderis actually mentioned that as well. He said that you would never make red wines. And I, I mistook Dan for a Cub fan. Dan is apparently a White Sox fan. So my relationship and association with Dan is over. Uh, but Cut off. He's, he's, he's dead to me as he's a White Sox fan. That's the way we roll here in Chicago. You're either a Northsider or a Southsider. Okay. Um, the, so, so why the affinity for, for white wines? Um, it's actually what I... It'd be my go-to if I were to uh, pick a bottle of wine. It would be a white wine. And any particular varietals? Um, unoaked. Anything unoaked? Anything uh, stainless? Well, and, and and for the record, Cindy makes literally one of the best unoaked Chardonnays we've ever had, and and it is just a refreshing, fantastic wine. So I encourage people to visit the Passaggio website and see if you can snag some of that. Mm -hmm. um, not a fan of oak, I'm, I'm hearing? Not really. Not really. Not into my white wines. Okay. And and what about on, on reds? I mean, why the branch out to reds when you, you kind of just wanted to make whites? So you're at a, so what I, back then, back in, in 2007, 2008, maybe nine, um, I, I poured it, Martin, I poured it everything I could pour at you know, at the, uh, at any event. Um, right. and that's, what, that's what we did. And we had to pour our wine so people could, could, could know who we were. And so you're at a table, every, every tasting you're at a table and someone or a lot of people would come up. Do you have a red? Mm -hmm. Do you have a red? You know? And so a lot of people would skip over me because I didn't have a red. Right. Go to somebody and go to another table. So a friend of mine uh, uh, asked me if I would uh, partner with her and make a Pinot Noir. That was nice. my first red, Pinot Noir. All right. I got, um, the, I got the, I love making, I started love making red wines. It's a whole, you know, it's a whole different process. So I love doing it. And, and then explain to people kind of, you know, compare and contrast, because you're right, it is a different process. So Talk about the white wine process and then, you know, put that up against the red wine process. Well, for me, um, I bring the white grapes in um, to the winery. And as soon as they come in, they go straight to the press. Okay. And so you press them. And so you're fermenting juice. When, when the red grapes come in, they go straight to a, um, a destemmer and you stem them and then they go into a fermenter and then you're fermenting the, the, the grapes themselves. So it's a whole different process. And then any type of affinity for certain barrels for your red wines, new oak, uh, you. I, I, I am a neutral oak girl. Neutral oak girl. Yeah. Uh, and Diane Yetter, I couldn't agree with you more. Diane says, finally, a winemaker that is more white and unoaked. Diane. Go. You, you would love, if you haven't had it, Diane, you should get the unoaked Chardonnay. It is something of beauty. Um, and I, and I, I mean, I like the red wines, but I do want to introduce our first poll question for the audience. So for those of you, Jeff, Jane, Nelson, and Liz, uh, get off the jet ski, put the lamb chop down, get your fingers ready uh, for the keyboard. Because the first question is the idea 
to launch a winery in America's most famous wine region came about after a long evening with friends sampling wines and a declaration, I can do this. It's a true or false question. So we, we like to start off with an easy one, Cindy, because the audience is just getting warmed up and a little primed. There's, uh, the last five questions are very difficult. <laughs> okay. The essay one, it, the take home essay is a, is a stumper usually. Okay. All right, five seconds left, four, three, two, one. Look how many people were not paying attention. <laughs> So the idea to launch a winery did not come. Go ahead and tell me the idea to launch it originated where? For me? Yep. Just because you wanted to get out of law and wanted to travel to the wine region? Or, yeah. I, I could, I, my whole, um, my whole premise was, yes, I can do this. Um, and I wanted to do it in Sonoma. Okay, so do you think this is a true statement or a false statement? It's a true statement. Oh, okay. I, I, I stand corrected. For those of you that ha have true, you're still in the money. There's two more questions left, and it's a winner take all this evening. Uh-oh. There's, there's like, as I said last week, the rollover from last week was immense. We're there, I think we're at about $14 right now. All right. Pot. Okay. So you decided on Sonoma, which I love. You now have a tasting room off the square, which I love. Yeah. How, do you, how do you decide what you want to make? And then part B of that question is how do you find the grapes to kind of complete that? Okay, so I, start, so I started off with the un-oak Chardonnay because I, I tasted um, Iron Horse's un-oak Chardonnay back in, I think it was 2005, 2006. And I said, that's what I want to make. And that's the style of wine I want to make. So um, partnering, partnering with other uh, grape growers mm -hmm. is a thing that I think for me has just fallen into my lap. Um, I have like, say for instance, I have Albini vineyards. I have um, his Pinot Grigio, his Saw Blanc. John Albini is a icon in Sonoma. I mean, he's been around for years and growing grapes. He walks into my tasting room one one day, and he's carrying a and he's got these bib overhauls on a bib a bib overhauls and a, a hat, and he's carrying a bottle of wine. And some of his some of his uh, digits on his you know his fingers are missing. I don't know why. <laughs> because it, there, there's always an auger accident. Right, <laughs> right. So he walks into the tasting room. This is just an example. Um, and he's carrying this bottle of wine. He comes up to the counter and I had just happened to be there that day. And he said, and he says, um, do you make a Cab Franc? I said, no, I don't, I don't make a Cab Franc. And I kind of looked at him and I said, do you make a Cab Franc? You know, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Yeah. An and, odd he, question. and he says, um, no, he says, I, I grow the grapes, but I have someone else make my wine, but I'm, I'm waiting for my appointment at some restaurant on the square because um, he wants to get his wine in there. Uh, and that's how we met. And from that point on, I got his Saab Blanc, his Pinot Grigio, his Sangiovese, his Cab Franc, his Merlot, 
Wow. Yeah. So it, so it just, I think it just comes, it just happens to me. It just, I don't know. I meet these people. It's, and it's funny because, and I'll refer to uh, Jeff and Jane Greasy again, and, and Sean Manning or Jim Brubaker, I think is on. Elizabeth Smith certainly knows this. Yes. Is, is that when, when you are out there, uh, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a kindness in this industry. And there's certainly a kindness in that valley in both sides of the mountain. And, yes. and that's not to say that there aren't lunatics as well. But for the most part, people want to see each other succeed and people want to be kind with each other. And it's right. funny you mentioned Iron Horse. And I don't think there's anybody more aptly named than Joy Sterling yes. uh, because she personifies just enthusiasm, happiness, warmth, compassion. She's amazing. Right. Oh, and by the way, she is also going to be on in several weeks as one of our five extraordinary people, awesome. uh, women winemakers. Would you classify yourself as a vintner or a winemaker? Huh. Um, winemaker. Winemaker. Excellent. Answered that question. That was from the audience. Uh, so you, this gentleman walks in, missing some digits, asks about red wine. Now you're sourcing half a dozen varietals from him. Right. And, and I don't know. And in the Rosso, none of the varietals you just mentioned, this is some strange stuff for the, for the region. Yes. Now, if we went to northern, central, or southern Italy, it would yes. not be strange. Right. So tell me about the, the story of how this developed uh, with regards to the Rosso, the blend. Mm-hmm. And because it's in my glass. It's in a lot of people's glass right now. I'm loving it. Okay. Uh, um, actually, it's in your glass. So why don't you walk us through the tasting note? Oh, my gosh. Um, so there's a lot of fruit on this and a good tannin structure. Um, I get a little bit of cigar, uh, dusty road, those kinds of things in this. Um, how this happened to be was I have a friend of mine, Linda Yee. I don't know if she's, I don't know. She's probably not on, um, who comes up and helps me, um, during harvest and other. What's her last name? Linda Yee, Mighty Yee. You might know, I don't know if you know her. Uh, she has a label, Mighty Yee. Could someone get Linda on the webcast, please? Thank you. <laughs> she lives in LA. And she not has doing anything. Helped, yeah, she, right. She has helped <laughs> me um, tremendously. We're in the back of the winery and uh, tasting through the barrels. And I had a single varietal Toraldigo, I had single varietal Sangiovese and single varietal Alianico back there. All we're sitting tasting, in barrels. We're, right, we're, we're tasting through and an epiphany hit me and I was like, I can't, I have all three regions of Italy. And wouldn't it be cool if we could put a blend together to, and you know, to do all three regions of Italy. So we, we started playing with it and came up with this Rosso. Wow. And the, I have a question on, on food pairing with the Rosso. Uh, mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, I've got a question from the audience. Uh, Nelson, with regards to what would you pair with this? Uh, Nelson, I would pair anything where I get to sit with you in front of that lake. I'm telling you, right. Yeah. So uh, the, the pairing question has uh, a, actually, let me ask question number two, I think. Uh, was, nope, I'm going to go to question number three. 
We should ask him how it goes with those lamb. Yeah, how does it go with the lamb would be a great question. So for you with the Rosso, the ideal pairing, and don't answer yet, is absolutely okay. any pasta with a special quote unquote gravy, uh, because I was told as the 75% Gaelic person that gravy is really the special sauce. It's not a, a red sauce. Uh, and also duck confit, <laughs> the flank steak or lamb, some of the fatty proteins. Where, where in your comfort zone uh, from cuisine with the Rosso do you think is optimal out of those three? And by the way, it might not be any of those three. It could be pizza or bologna sandwich or uh, anything like that. Although I've yet to find anything that pairs with bologna sandwich. So we're going to give this five more seconds Four. I can see people like licking their food off their fingers right now, trying to get to their computers. Two and one ending the poll. Okay. So no one selected duck confit. Interesting. Very oh, interesting. Wow, 50, 50. 50, 50. So if there's a tiebreaker here, wow. um, I, I don't know. I, I actually, I'm a big fan of duck confit. So I, I think this would go very well with it, but why don't you tell me from a, from a food pairing standpoint, what's, what sings with this? What sings with me with this is red pasta. Red pasta. Red gravy. I, we don't call it gravy. <laughs> it's sauce. Yeah, I, I'm going to kill it. That's you guys, okay. we, we need to have a meeting afterwards, whoever said <laughs> gravy. It's not marinara. But it's, yeah, not marinara not or marinara. meat sauce. Okay, not no, marinara. No, not marinara. Um, red, red sauce. Red sauce. Okay. Uh, they'll, they'll have spaghetti. a little bit of redemption. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. That's what I was thinking. Like spaghetti, lasagna, yes. anything, anything yes. with a with the red meat sauce, baked ziti, yes. uh, anything like that. I'm loving the the flavor of this. I have no food, uh, which is usually when we drink our wine here in the, in the Cellar Angels household, We're unfortunately. Um, so those those three grapes you had mentioned before that are in this blend. How do you? I mean, they're they're not your the, the Sanjo. Fine, Sangiovese, fairly common. Uh, sure. But the other two are not so common. Where where was the decision to plant, you know, those or, or use those? A friend of mine, the Tiraldigo, um, uh comes from uh, a, a Lodi Huck's Vineyards, a friend of mine who grows that. Mm. Um, one day I was down there and she said, um, I was picking up the Petit Verdot. And she said to me, this is another one of those in your lap things. She said to me, Cindy, someone... Uh, I forget who, I can't say who it was, um, decided they didn't want the Tyrell to go this year. They had, you know, opted out of their contract. And she says, do you know anybody who would want some Tyrell to go? And I'm like, you have Tyrell to go? <laughs> and I said, you know, so we started talking about how much do you want for it and how much do you have and all that stuff. And so I took her Tyrell to go that year. And I said, on the premise, I'll take it if I can have it every year after that. Nice. That's, that's negotiation right, right. there. And so yeah. I got her Tyrell to go. And then the Alionico is from uh, the great vineyard, uh, Herringer Estates, which is in Sacramento or at Clarksburg, which is south of Sacramento. Okay. So that's a good distance. Out of, out of curiosity, everybody in the studio audience, how many of, of you have heard of Tyrell No hands went up. <laughs> it's so, in Northern, Northern Italy. Northern Italy. Okay. Northern Italy. And, and you were familiar with it 
from Virginia or just from being out in wine country? Just from being here in wine country. Yeah. I had never heard of it when I was in Virginia. No way. And do they make it like a hundred percent or is it always a blending grape? hundred percent. Both. Yeah. Both. That's interesting. Cause I've never heard of it. Never heard of it until we started uh, carrying the Rosso for you. And the other, obviously, uh, and the percentages are, are fine. I mean, they're 44, the 20. Yep, they're on the front. Yep. Uh, you only made 126 cases, which I'd like to sell every one of those tonight. So, angels, let's, let's, get, let's get a move on. Uh, 126 people. That's, that's exactly right. And I, I am going to probably sweeten the pot a little bit since the, the money side of things is not materializing like we thought. We got a cease and desist gambling order from the state board. Uh, but... I said, we're going to be on with a law and former law enforcement agent. So that would be fine. La, la, but la, I, la. <laughs> now I've got you into the, to the whole <laughs> crime scheme. What could go wrong? Right. Uh, I love, I love the pasta idea. And here's one of the things I love about this the most is the price point. And uh, Steve Reister, who I don't think is on, might be on Facebook, but another Colorado native who's been begging us to come up with like a $35 everyday drinking wine. And, and, and this is a $38 everyday drinking wine on Cellar Angels right now. So uh, I mean, it is in the middle of a pandemic. And I'm sure if households are like most of us, we've been opening up more and more expensive wines uh, just on Tuesdays because that's what you do now in a pandemic. And, but this is one that you, yeah, this is one you can buy several cases of and have all summer and into the fall because at $38, it's an absolute steal. So thank you for having an unbelievable price point on the wine. Oh, thank you. And let's talk about the, the hardest thing about winemaking uh, that you, you know, if you, if you only knew back then what you know now, what would you, what would you point to as like, holy cow, I wish someone would have told me that. I wish someone would have told me, uh, to go into a tasting room earlier than I did. Really? Yeah. Because of the, um, just the positivity of foot traffic and those sorts of things? Yeah. I mean, I, I set those, set those seven years of, of um, working so hard to try to sell your wine without people tasting it first is right. really difficult. It's really difficult to sell wine that way. No, and it's, it's um, I think that just amplifies kind of the difficulty of what's happening right now uh, yes. with, with the pandemic because, and it's interesting, most every winery we feature and have featured for the last 10 years is limited production. Many of them, and I would say upwards of 70%, actually don't have a tasting room. Yes. And, and so when you do have a tasting room, it's, it's great. But then when the state puts restrictions on the tasting room mm -hmm. and, and says that, well, you have to have a kitchen, you have to serve a meal, you can't serve wine inside, uh, it really diminishes foot traffic. So uh, Ivy, who's monitoring our Facebook stream, Ivy, I would like you to hashtag Stefan Curry visit Passaggio Wines. Uh, that's too long? Okay. So apparently that hashtag is way too long. Uh, but but Steph, Steph Curry is there in the, in the Bay Area. We need to get more foot traffic to this beautiful spot right behind me. Um, 
And can, by the way, can you put out more tables? I think you mentioned that there might be a table that, that's in the doorway. There's a now. table that's going to be in the door, in the right in the doorway. So we'll have three tables there. Yeah, for out, outdoor tasting. We need to have like a a Jiffy Lube mentality at the Passaggio tasting room, to where people come in, they have their tasting, and they get out, and we just keep moving cars through. Right. So I want to have a a high velocity traffic because this is busy time of year and we need in the foot traffic's not where it should be. Yeah. Fair statement. Fair statement. But you know what? I think we're almost back to where, um, we began. Good. Um, when I, when I first began, uh, we had, uh, bloggers and, uh, people like you online who are, who are uh, trying to help, help the small producers sell their wines. Elizabeth Smith, for instance, was one of those. She's on tonight. Yep. Uh, blogging back in, I don't know, 2007, 2008. Um, you, um, you know, those uh, people who um, are trying to help us, that's how we got started. And now we're back to the, we're right back to where we started. Well, but we've learned some lessons. So there's a bunch of good people on this yeah. uh, broadcast this evening. Right. Uh, and it's interesting. I mean, we just talked a little bit ago about how wine brings people together and, and hopefully that never changes. You know, you sit down over some red sauce, over some pasta, over some lamb uh, with good people and good company. And it's interesting because we've met people that are on this broadcast right now doing that same thing. And we met them at a tasting that we, we, we went and poured as Cellar Angels went and poured somewhere. And and you're right, you just, you do all those things and, and they're exhausting, right? Because you, you've got to pack up the car, you've got to bring order sheets, you've got to get your deck familiar, you, you know the whole rigmarole. Yes. And, but you, you always go with it with that silver lining of, we, we could meet someone, we don't know who we're going to meet. And, and more often than not, something does happen. There's a connection that's established. Um, mm -hmm. There's something that, that so so-and-so knows so-and-so knows so-and-so and that's one of the things that i think that's magical about this industry right. and and i don't want that to stop but i think right now all of us from the seller angel side from the seller angels customer side we have to up our purchasing game and we've got to kind of like help out the small producer mm -hmm. bring friends into the fold and and really that's where we can can make some big impact and move the needle right. is is exponentially helping people learn about passaggio learn about seller angels and bringing them into the mix Sure. Uh, because the wine is superb, the, the passion is there, the, the tasting room is spectacular, uh, and it's everything that you want to have in a small business. So those are the things we have to support. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to, to have you online tonight. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Martin. I, I really appreciate all the work that you've done all these years. I've been on your, I've been on Cellar Angels I, maybe three or four times. I think at least four. Yeah, and, and I just really appreciate it. And I really appreciate the... I like the charity uh, aspect of it. Uh, I don't know if your audience knows about that, but. Um, oh, they do. It's, yeah. it's the angel portion of being angelic. Yeah. It's also um, Julie Fogarty. Hello to you. Who says hello? Uh, and one of our, I mean, it's interesting because one of our uh, most recent charity partnerships is Save the Family Farms. And it's basically designed to help small production wineries. They're, I don't okay. know if you know, uh, Elkhorn Peak or Chandri family and two, uh, two other great ladies, but um, they're trying to get legislatively a classification for, I think, micro boutique uh, because the, 
the the visitation for places is really really restricted as you know it's like well you have to produce x thousands of gallons you have to have this and right and everyone gets treated the same but everyone isn't the same right so if if you so you wish someone would have told you about having a tasting room sooner mm-hmm. what else surprised you about wine production side of things it's harder than I thought it would be, uh, more expensive than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, I don't like the business side. I am not the, um, um, the best at that. Um, I think I'm more of the, the artsy side of winemaking. You know, so there's two, there's two different sides, and, and, and some of us have to run both, both right. sides of and it's not, I'm not the best at it. So do you, the, the artisan side, I would imagine that is kind of a creative outlet for you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you get to play a little bit. And you mentioned earlier, you said my Italian side uh-huh. or my Italian background. What's, what are the other backgrounds? Uh, my mom is, um, I don't know, what the Heinz 57. I'm a, you know, that side, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that side of, uh, She's French, uh, Indian, and I don't know what else um, side. I'm 50-50. Heinz 57 and an Italian. I'd put that together. So you, you've got, as Denise likes to say, our chief operating angel, uh, you're, you're 50% Italian and 50% mutt. There you go. You, you have just any flavor of things. Have you done a kind of like an ancestry test to see exactly what everything is? So I want to do the 23 and me. I haven't done it yet, but I, I do want to do that. I haven't. It's pretty, I yeah. It's have pretty you, interesting. Have you done that? We have. Okay. Um, not surprising. I have no famous lineage. Uh, so Dang. that's terrible. I was hoping for a percentage of Indian so we could open up yeah, a casino. Exactly. Uh, but I know Sean Manning has a percentage of Indian, Indian in him. So, and he's on tonight, so I'm not certain why he hasn't opened up a casino because that seems to be lucrative. Hey, Sean, come on. <laughs> so what is the, what is overall case production? I know you started out very, very small and you're still small, but you're a lot bigger than you were. I never, Martin, I never thought I'd be, I'm about 1700 cases. And, and does that still blow your mind? <laughs> yes. It blows my mind because of when I think about it, um, of all the small lots that I have. Oh, that's true. In that 1700 cases. Yeah. And, and so you probably don't want to go much higher, I'm guessing. No, it, it, I, I am, I'm doing it all myself with Linda. Um, in 20, uh, 2018, we did 50 tons ourselves. Um, I, and I told her, I said, we will never do that again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting older. So, you know, so last, last year, um, I, I did, uh, I think 39 tons, 38, 39 tons. Yeah. 50 tons sounds to me like the wine equivalent of chasing a perpetrator through the woods when you're, it was, it was, (laughs) it was was hard. (laughs) That does not sound fun. Um, and, and scale is not everything, right? Bigger is not always better. No, exactly. It's not. 
So if you had one wine fantasy slash wish as it relates to Passaggio and the production side of things, maybe it's making a certain Chardonnay for, with fruit from a certain vineyard or, or anything like that, or even sitting down with a certain guest and serving them your wines, what would your ultimate dream be? Wow. Um, I think um, sitting down with um, my inner circle of friends, and you all know who you are, um, and serving them my favorite um, white and red and having dinner together. Where would you have dinner? Out in the vineyard somewhere. I think we would set a table up. Um, you know, out in the vineyard and uh, have and have be served. Um, have a special, I don't know, um, catering and be served and uh, and enjoy uh, each other's company and 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 the the beautiful the beautiful wine country that we're in. Now, would you be able to relinquish the reins and responsibility of that evening, or would you have to be actively involved? I am. I I would relinquish that because I um, I'd rather uh, spend my time uh, sharing with 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 my friends. And how big of a party is that? How, are you looking at a ten top, a twelve top? Are we looking at um, one long table? One long table, twenty twenty five people. Yeah, I, I'm already seeing Diane Yetter responding and saying that sounds absolutely perfect. Uh, there is something to be said about vineyard dinners and mm -hmm. underneath what we refer to, and you guys all know it. I mean, it's the golden hour when that sun's going down and the, and the rays are softening in a little bit and you still have ample light. It's one of the greatest times that we'd like to film out there. Uh, but there's a special time when you're sitting out there in the vineyards eating. Uh, the bugs aren't terrible. There might be a nice breeze and the light is soft. I mean, it, it doesn't stink. It's magical. It's actually magical, really. Yeah. All right, so we're going to uh, take that upon ourselves and figure out a way to make that happen. Okay, all right. Um, it, it's, I, I think if, if memory serves, and I haven't been to the Sonoma Square in a while, there is a certain restaurant or two on that square that could easily handle the catering. Oh, yeah. I can name what, a few. Yeah, what's the, what's the, uh, the famous one? Or Girl, like, and Girl and the Fig. That's right. I always... <laughs> Here's the challenge. Sondra I always Bernstein. get Sondra Bernstein. She's a she's a gem. Well, Girl in the Fig is there, and Girl in the Goat is here in Chicago, and I always get those two. Ah. So, hence my hesitation of you know opening mouth insert foot. Okay. Um, all right, we we can we can do that. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm being a little bit presumptuous that Cellar Angels was on that list, so that's fine. If you just want us to work the event, we can do that. You are on that list. No, that would be great. Uh, any other wine dreams as far as, you know, in addition to the close personal friends serving them, is there any VIP that you wouldn't mind sitting down with over a glass of wine and taking their brain? Hmm. Not really. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of, there are a lot of um, winemakers that I've worked with uh, th through my career that I would love to, to sit down with again. Uh, Elizabeth Viana from Chimney Rock. Mm. Uh, Margo Van Stavren from Chateau St. Jean, um, Linda Trotta, uh, she was, she was the, uh, winemaker for Gunlock Bunshu. Those, uh, those were some of the, um, 
the icons that I worked for um, during my career, I would love to sit down with. Well, and it's interesting, and especially um, the last one, Gunlock Bangshu, which was, I mean, you talk about the Italian heritage making wine in, in the basement, uh, and, and they were, you know, the prototypical garagiste wine that started out, and then that, that's, that's the magic of that area, mm-hmm. uh, where you can be making wine in a garage and explode. Hey. What, um, what's next for Cindy? <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Um... What does Cindy want to be when she grows up? I, I know you want to raise Airedales. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Um, Cindy wants to be um, uh, living at home, um, uh, relaxing in the backyard, working in the garden, and um, throwing the ball for her Airedale. <laughs> That actually sounds delightful. Yeah, uh, I, I like it. So, and it's it's kind of funny, yeah. And you and when you do that, you actually have to post a picture of your coffee every morning of, of the course. Airedales. Of, of course. course, exactly. Uh, and and I want to tell people for those of you that are enjoying the Rosso, here's what I want to do. I am obviously drinking this out of the Bottega del Bottega del Vino crystal stem. I know the Mannings have. It's a pretty uh, glass, actually. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a nice glass. It's a nice glass. Open the window. Yeah, a nice glass. This Cindy uh, side note. This is actually kind of fun for you to play with the Airedales. This glass will hold this entire bottle of wine. Are you serious? Okay. Nice. I, I am serious, which is awesome because then you, can tell people, then you can tell people I only had one glass. That's right. So here's what I want to do because. Cindy has graciously said for anybody that wants to buy a case of the Rosso, she is going to do a virtual tasting with you and your party. So if, if you actually buy a case of the Rosso, uh, you will get a free complimentary uh, personal virtual tasting with Cindy and whoever you have at the house. Could be no one. Could just be you and Cindy. Sure. Uh, I am going to kick in a, uh, anybody that buys a case, a, a glass, a crystal stem, and wow. I will – show you this in a second uh, yeah I haven't cleared this yet with management so this might not go over well uh, but that's what happens when you are where am I okay so merchandise accessories this is this is in my opinion the greatest stem in the world and having owned a retail wine shop we, we used to carry a lot of stems this is the BV7 uh, as you can see, this is a $55 value that we are going to throw in. Uh, it is uh, a big glass, as you can see. This glass dresses up a table. Uh, this glass is a statement-making glass. But the best part about this glass, and there are people in the chat that will comment because they have these glasses, this glass is extremely durable. I can pound this glass on the table and, and nothing happens to this glass. It is 100% crystal. It is handmade, mouth-blown. Uh, it is the strongest glass I've ever seen of this caliber. So when you have 100% crystal, usually you have a great deal of delicateness. There are people that put this in the dishwasher and, and they wash it that way. I know Marilyn and Sean Manning do. It, it is a glass that is unequaled. So anybody that buys a case will get one of those glasses and a virtual private tasting with Cindy. And if you even want to just tell me in the chat, 
Martin, I'll take a case. If you have an account with Seller Angels, we'll take care of it. Uh, we will make it easy for you uh, because I want this wine in your hands. I want you to enjoy this stem and I want you to be able to associate with Cindy on a you know, much deeper, more intimate basis with regards to the wine, sitting by a lake perhaps, uh, Jeff, Liz, Jeff, uh, Nelson and Jane, uh, because that's amazing. Uh, so someone just ordered a half a case, Michelle Marcella, add six more, Denise and Martin, for the Marcellas, and we are in. Okay, done. We can do that. Uh, but that's how easy it is. And, and if you order five cases, Cindy will fly to your location. I would. <laughs> hey, can I ask you a question about that glass? You may. So is that, it, so I saw on, the, on your, uh, your uh, photo that you put up there about the glasses, is that a red wine glass or is there other glasses that are for different varietals or? There is, this is a red wine glass. Okay. Um, and they have uh, other glasses. They have a whole section of, I'll go back of stems. They've got champagne flutes. They have, as you can see here, very, very elegant oh, champagne. Yeah, that's a nice uh, This is the BV7. They've got a white wine glass, which is, here, hello. Oh, I oh, just, I happen, ha just okay. happen to have one. So you can kind of see the difference. Oh, okay. Maybe, wow. Yeah. Maybe not. I can't both of them, it. both of their uh, stems are tulip shaped, which I love because it adds a great deg degree of elegance. Yeah. And, um, we honestly we drink all of our whites out of the out of the bv4 which is the smaller one and all of our reds out of the bv7 okay and and i, I don't know about you i'm not so crazy with regards to why well, i have to have a zinfandel glass i have to have a pinot no. glass i have to yeah, i don't so, yeah i mean i've had honestly goodness i've had first growths out of a red solo cup so it, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a varietal specific, I'm not a varietal specific stem guy. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not either. Uh, I, I actually, these are the glasses that we have in the tasting room. Um, this is a Gabriel glass and it's oh. a, a white, it's a versatile white or red. Um, it's a very nice glass, but I, I like your glasses. I really do. I will send you some. Aw. Hang on. There's another question coming in. Oh, okay. Got, got waved off. Uh, all right. So never again making 50 tons. No, definitely want to have, definitely want to have a dream dinner in the vineyard. Whose vineyard would you choose by the way? We need access to a vineyard. We need access to a vineyard. Anybody out there? Let's <laughs> see. Um, I really, uh, it would have to be um, with a view, a pie with a view. Mm, Mount Veter sounds nice. Uh, I was just going to ask if it mattered which side of the valley. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. So we need a driver. <laughs> we need a driver. Or a couple of them. All right. We need a uh, bus. <laughs> yeah. And a view. That actually sounds like a party in the making as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I like that idea. I have to figure out a way. Give me a give me a couple hours to work on that. Okay, get back to me. <laughs> anything, anything you want to share with people about this in, insane business, or uh, anything that wisdom you would like to impart on winemaking, wine drinking, wine consumption, 
any of that? Um, the wine industry, uh, I think in, in, uh, in the whole is a wonderful community uh, who supports each other. So if you're going to get into the wine industry, you're going into a, a wonderful um, a community of people. Um, I think uh, drinking uh, wine, I think that uh, I think you should drink what you like. I don't think you should let anybody tell you what you should be drinking. I mean, if you like, uh, I don't know, Prosecco, if you like, I don't know, whatever it is that you like to drink, I think you should be drinking it. doesn't matter. Uh, that's actually great wisdom because I think there's too many people that are influenced by scores and points and stars and those sorts of things yeah. and, and, and shelf talkers. And it's yeah, like, hey, just, yeah. Yeah, just drink what you like. It's, it's, it's not terrible rocket science. It's just wine. <laughs> it's, it's just grapes, wine. just fermented grapes. It's, yeah. It's not the, uh, yeah, it's, I, I like that. And then, and drink it with good people and good friends. Yes. Uh, open up a bottle, share it, bring people together. It's a good philosophy. But as I like to say, Cindy, I'm fond of saying that uh, as Ben Franklin, it's his quote, the okay. bitterness of poor quality lasts far longer than the sweetness of a low price. Wow. So, so just because the wine is cheap and you're saving a buck, that's not necessarily a good thing. Stick with the quality. And as I said at the onset of this, you know, we talk about serious wine being made by great people, but we don't take ourselves all too serious. Yeah. And, and next week, uh, we have a great winemaker on from Cliff Family Winery up uh, just, just outside of uh, St. Helena. Yeah. Uh, Laura Barrett, the winemaker there, who you probably know, mm -hmm. and, and our series of fantastic women winemakers. Uh, mm -hmm. And Cliff Family has got a great story as well. For those of you that don't have a sip kit yet, absolutely get a sip kit. Yes, it from the Cellar Angels website. Mm -hmm. And it's not, again, not rocket science. Uh, the SIP kit is usually the top item on the wine page so that you can buy it uh, very easily. And then the item right underneath that is of course the Passaggio Rosso. And uh, I'm anxious to get some pasta with this now. Yeah, the, exactly. <laughs> it sounds amazing and, and carbs love me. So I know the spaghetti's on the on boil now. I've got my COVID-19 right here. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's, it's coming in good. Um, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us on a Friday night. And I, I know, know you've got other things you could be doing and those sorts of things, but it's so, 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 so good to catch up with you. Uh, thank you for sharing. And um, any, parting, any parting wisdom? How, how do people come see you? Well, we showed them where they are. Mm-hmm. Appointment only or just walk on in? Right now we're taking appointments because of the, 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 the three little tables that we have. So I do have on my website a, a reservation page. Okay. If you want to make a reservation. Yeah. And it's uh, passaggio.com? Passaggiowines.com. Passaggiowines.com. Yeah. I love the Italian heritage. I love uh, everything about what you're doing as usual. The, the proof is in the bottle. It, it, it never gets old. Uh, so I will let you get back to your Friday evening and thank you so much for sharing some time and all the Cellar Angels folks, be good to one another, get some wine, share it with some friends, uh, have some good food, some conversations. Let's uh, all be good to one another. Let's be social. Let's be social. Cheers, Cindy. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.